0: are you laughing at me?
1: Because I wasn't recording any of that. I was being like, "Why aren't we starting yet?" I was so annoyed at you. Oh, really? I wasn't annoyed, but I was like, "Stop, stop chatting."
0: This is not chatting. None of this is chatting. What is it? This is—I don't actually know.
1: <laughs> you know, you know what a good word for it could be.
0: What? Chatting. Don't st- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I just went on a date, and. The girl I was on a date with was like, I've never gotten along with Australians because they're just such dicks.
0: Oh, wow. And you were like, challenge accepted. <laughs> but did it go well, the date? Other than... Yeah, the... I had a
1: good time. I don't know if she's non-monogamous. Oh, yeah. Because I think I just didn't read her profile closely enough because I found out halfway through the date she had a kid, <laughs> which I'm fine with. I don't mind when people have kids. I just wasn't expecting it. And so I was like, crap, I did not vet this date like, for the stuff that I care about, like being non-monogamous. Very closely at all.
0: (laughs) Oh man, that reminds me of, oh Jesus Christ. When I was like, it must have been 19 or 20, I was going out with this guy and we were at a zombie stripper party, I'm pretty sure, which was a lot of fun. (laughs) It was like, I think it was someone's birthday party and she and a number of her friends worked as strippers. And so they had this warehouse and they had a pole in their house, you know, like a dance pole in their house. And it was great. They were really awesome at doing the pole stuff. (laughs) And everyone had like fake blood all over them. And there was a band and it was really fun. But I remember sitting outside in a group and there was this girl there and she, her friend was like, what are you doing tonight? And she was like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna see if these guys will come home and have sex with me. And I was like, Is she talking about us? <laughs> Turns out she was talking about us.
1: Did you go home and have sex with her?
0: This is a bad story, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this is this is not a this is not a happy time story. But yeah, I did after she was like, Hey look I said no, I don't want to because I have work in the morning and I'm not that interested. And she kinda did pulled you say me that? aside <laughs> Well, I just wasn't in the mood, I think.
1: My understanding is when you were 19, you were just always in the mood. Me? Yeah. My understanding is like, (laughs) you were just sex crazy from like the age of 13 until like, (laughs) until now. No,
0: no, (laughs) absolutely not. There was times I did. Well, okay. So honestly, part of it was that I was like, well, I've had a bunch of threesomes, whatever. But my boyfriend at the time was like, I've never had a threesome. Come on.
1: <laughs> you can't see it, podcast listeners, but SJ just did an amazing face when she was doing her boyfriend.
0: <laughs>
1: your face became a different shape when you were imitating him.
0: <laughs> I'm an actor. But no, she cornered me and was like, hey, look, I'm just letting you know, I think that sex is only physical. Can I have sex with your boyfriend? You don't have to come.
1: C-U-M or C-O-M-E?
0: C-O-M-E, like you don't have to be there, I'll just have sex with your boyfriend.
1: And 19-year-old SJ did not take that well.
0: I was like, hell no, you're not gonna have sex with my boyfriend without me being there, I'm coming. And, um... C-U-M-M
1: or C-O-M-I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut up. And that's like not a great way to enter a situation like that. But how it relates to the story is we went over there and did that thing and I did not have a great time. And Just to clarify,
1: you mean like I didn't have a bad time as in it was an unsatisfying experience, not like some guys came out and did stuff to me that I didn't want?
0: Uh, I was just like, I didn't really want to be there. I was feeling really self-conscious. When
1: someone, particularly girls, talks about not having a good time during sex, there is a whole spectrum there.
0: I didn't have a good time because I didn't want to be there. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's why I didn't have a good time, yeah. And the next morning we woke up and we found out that there was... Like, this woman that we were at her house, she had a kid. And that the father of the baby was in the house. And that's, like, what we woke up to. And I was 20 years old and, like, oh, God. Like, I just came over here and I didn't even want to be here. (laughs) And this is the most awkward situation I can imagine. And she was like, hey, it's cool, whatever. Everyone's fine. And I was just like, oh, that's, like, not very sensitive does that make sense
1: i mean i've heard this story many times so uh it does make sense to me i've heard this story the first time you told it to me i've heard this story like three or four years after that and i've heard the story now and i'm just wondering if you have different perspectives at all of those times because when it happened to you you were like oh my god they have a kid they are old like you had this real opinion of like
0: oh did i
1: yeah you were like they have a kid they should not be having casual sex it wasn't quite that extreme, but it was along those lines.
0: Really? I did not imagine me saying they should not. No, no, no. I don't think I, I don't remember ever being like, they should not be having casual sex. I was kind of like, look, this girl, she's like, look, I have someone looking after my kid right now. I want to get laid. Let's do this. was really upfront, which was kind of cool in a way that I hadn't. It was confronting, but it was also kind of cool. It was just that. I, yeah, I suppose I felt really weird about it at the time.
1: Like I said, I'm exaggerating when I say, like, they have a kid, they shouldn't be having casual sex, but it really changed the framing of how you viewed this person. They were no longer, like, person at a party. They were, like, a parent. And I think when you were 19, especially, that is a whole different kind of person that you were not expecting.
0: Nah, I don't think it was that. I didn't really care that they were a parent, just that I didn't know and that the father was there. There was no conversation around, like, Hey, look, just to let you know, I have a kid at home or just to let you know. You know, like there was no communication that I remember.
1: At what point did you meet the kid?
0: I didn't. I was terrified and I just stayed in the room.
1: <laughs> so the kid didn't like come in to bring everyone breakfast in bed and there's like three heads poking out from underneath the duvet?
0: I don't remember. I just remember leaving and then going to work. <laughs> I still had to go to work. and the just The having... story
1: checks out. pretty consistent so far let's see how she does on cross-examination
0: i just remember having the worst time at work and being like being pressured into getting into sexual situations not a good not no fun let's not do that again and i probably did do it again
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you you definitely did with your boyfriend right before me
0: what oh yeah we talked about that last time he was not my boyfriend. He was an <laughs> asshole I was having sex with.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Being Honest with My Ex. My ex is SJ, better known as Honor Eastley.
0: My ex is Peter C. Heywood, better known as not that asshole I was having sex with.
1: No, I was your boyfriend. I made that very clear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like that was a really sad story.
1: I think it's a, it's a very relatable and honest story. I reckon there's three types of people listening to this. Some people are like, oh my God, that's happened to me. And I learned the same lessons. Some people are like, what kind of a world does anyone live in where they can turn down a threesome? How is that even possible in this crazy universe? Like there are definitely people listening to this who are like, I have never even considered the idea of like, wait, people actually have threesomes. I didn't know that was possible. Really? Yeah. It's it's not a common thing. Really? I would say like 85% of people in the world go through their life without ever having a threesome, which is fine. I'm not judging. I just think like you are in a particular echo chamber of people who have threesomes. So you're like, of course everyone has threesomes.
0: I'm totally fine to be in the threesome echo chamber.
1: (laughs) Whereas the vast majority of people do not.
0: You fell asleep in your first threesome.
1: I fell asleep in my, I was very sick and had a little nap halfway through and then got up again and kept on going. It was delightful.
0: Did you, I thought, I thought you got told to leave.
1: No, that was a different threesome.
0: (laughs) Wait on, which one is the first one?
1: Uh, There were two different occasions with the same person. I think that's why you're conflating them. And the second one, the second one wasn't a threesome. The second one was you and another girl hooking up and I was doing stuff on the computer. And then as you guys were hooking up, you were like, Peter, can you go? We feel super unsexy that you are doing stuff on the computer while we hook up.
0: (laughs) That is such a Peter thing to do.
1: So I moved out into the kitchen and that was when I learned that from the kitchen of our house, you could hear people in our bedroom having sex.
0: <laughs> but the first time was when you were really sick.
1: Not like, not like super sick contagious, but just like a little bit fluey. And so we had some threesome and then I had a nap and then we had some more threesome. Ha-
0: yeah. Okay. The idea of having sex with you now is very weird.
1: The memory of having sex or the idea of now having sex with me?
0: Both of those. (laughs) Particularly the second one. (laughs) Yeah, it's not something that I think about very much.
1: You don't think about my dick? No. Do you remember my dick? Sure. (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting there. I was just kind of curious to see how you react.
0: (laughs) I think I've got a pretty good picture in my mind of it.
1: So for a while you were really obsessed with this idea of like me drawing your genitals, or me me talking to a sketch artist and drawing your genitals.
0: Yeah, I'm still interested in that.
1: Well, the trouble is since then, I was poking through photos and I found a photo of your genitals, so I feel like it wouldn't be fair.
0: Oh, what, you didn't tell me that. I'm telling you now. Yeah, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) How did you do that?
1: So I have a collection of naked ladies on my electronic device. It's very nicely password protected and all that. I feel like that's important for me to specify both to be like, you don't have to worry about your naked photos leaking. And also any ladies reading this who want to send me naked photos, I'm very cautious with them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't mean
1: random listeners. I mean like people I'm seeing who might listen to this. I'm over explaining this. Um, (laughs) And so I was going through my folder and I was like, oh, look, there's SJ and she's naked.
0: That's so weird. I wonder if I have naked photos of you.
1: I mean, you it's have weird. Posters of my pe- penis. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I don't. They're not password protected. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why do you find this so weird? I'm interested.
0: Because now we're friends, yep. and I don't look at pictures of y- you naked.
1: I don't like pull them out and jerk off to them. I was just going through my naked photo collection, and there you were.
0: Well, now I'm offended that you don't. You don't even jerk off to my naked photos that you have of me. <laughs> I
1: just I don't see you in that way. It's
0: not even fair. Yeah I know, but then that's why isn't it weird that you have them? No, I'm not I'm not really
1: a deleting photo kind of person.
0: I mean I assume that if I asked you to delete them, you would delete them. I don't know that I would. Are you serious?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know why I would be expected to.
0: Huh. I suppose for me it feels like the unwritten rule. It's it feels like an unwritten rule.
1: Like if, if there was any risk of them getting leaked, sure, but they are so well protected, I'm like
0: yeah, but it's just that... I don't think it's don't, don't that... that's a
1: fair thing to ask.
0: Really? Wow. That's super weird.
1: I'm totally open to being talked out of this. I'm just like, I don't instinctively feel that way.
0: I've been in a number of relationships where afterwards there's been, you know, the explicit, can you please delete the naked photos you have of me conversation. Okay. Have you not had those conversations with people?
1: Uh, one person.
0: What? How did that conversation go?
1: I deleted them and then, like... Three months later, I lost my whole thing. So I I restored a backup and they were back. And I was like, I did delete them at the time. I don't know if I'm, if I'm obliged to delete them again, especially because I don't talk to this person.
0: What? I think you totally have to delete them.
1: I don't like, I don't understand why.
0: Uh, Okay. So
1: here's the thing. My stance on most everything is I just never do things because you are supposed to do them. I do things for reasons. So like, I've tried to examine everything in my life and been like, is this the right thing to do? Yes or no? Yeah, sure. And so because I should is not, that doesn't even register as a reason for me. Like by that logic, I should also go to church every Sunday.
0: No, I'm like, I, I, you are rationalizing perfectly. <laughs>
1: <What a> dicky <laughs> thing to say. I'm totally open to being convinced. I just need an argument other than
0: eh, you should. So what if I don't want you to have naked photos of me? Is that, a, is that a good enough reason?
1: I mean, I, what if I said to you, I don't want you to have bricks Would you get rid of all the bricks in your house?
0: (laughs) That's a really stupid comparison. Like, because I don't have emotional attachment to bricks.
1: So you'd get rid of all the bricks?
0: (laughs) That's not a fair comparison. I'm just trying to think. So if I had naked photos of you, how would that make you feel?
1: Are you like distributing them online? Because you should not do that. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't care. But in theory, you should not do that because that is a dicky thing to do. Having them yeah. doesn't affect anyone at all.
0: I don't know. I feel like it's a pretty big power play, right?
1: The fact that I told you is a little bit of a power play. But had I just never told you, you would never know. And so it doesn't affect you at all.
0: I mean, yeah, that's a nice piece of logical thinking. But now I know. Right. And now that you
1: know, <laughs> now that I've told you, if you said, Peter, you need to delete those, I would be like, that's fair enough because it's like I'm holding them over you.
0: Yeah, but most people that probably have naked photos of me, I know they have naked photos of me. I hope.
1: You know I have naked photos of you.
0: I know, but that thing of like telling me is really
1: weird. Yeah, that was weird. I'm not saying that bit wasn't weird. If we weren't doing a podcast, I probably wouldn't have brought it up, but I thought it was an interesting topic.
0: But then of like me saying, you know, of me saying like, okay, well, will you delete them? Being like, I don't see why I should have to.
1: I probably would. I still wouldn't see why I should have to. Like I try to as much as possible err on the side of not being a dick, even when a lot of the time I do not understand the logic. Can I tell you a a semi-related anecdote? Sure. So I have a Facebook group with like some friends who I know from from, uh, another place. And I made a joke on this Facebook group about one of their boyfriends. And they contacted me and was like, hey, delete that post. That's not cool. I was like, "What, what? Okay. Like I deleted it immediately. And then was like, why is this not cool? She's like, because my boyfriend is not in that group. It is not okay to talk about people behind their back. And I said, yeah. I, I wasn't talking about them. I made like a ridiculous joke that he was a peanut or something like that. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, and he can't defend himself. I'm like, he doesn't need to defend himself from being a peanut. <laughs> no one is reading that being like, I did not know he was a peanut. And she's like, it is not cool. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, that is the stupid. I... Again, <laughs> I deleted it immediately. And that is important. I deleted it and then was like I don't know why you're offended she's like you don't have to know I'm like okay I deleted it like we're agreed on this fact that your feelings are hurt and thus I have done the thing to stop your feelings from being hurt I would like to understand why and she's like this thing and I was like oh I assumed you're in a fight with him or something that's nonsense I did still delete it but I think it's the dumbest thing
0: these type of conversations really remind me why we're not going out anymore (laughs) (laughs)
1: The thing is, I want to learn, it's just no one can ever give me reasons.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's that, you know, it's a really... I hope that this is going to sound really intelligent and well-read and not like I don't understand the concept, but it's like the Schrodinger's cat thing. <laughs> I feel like I need to see how many times I can incorporate that into a podcast. Because, you know, once you tell me, that changes the thing, Right. right. Cause I have naked photos of people that I've dated, but I've also had people ask me to delete stuff and I have, and I also understand why they asked me to delete that stuff. Cause I was super pissed off uh, at them and I was like, fuck you. I don't want this shit anyway. What? What?
1: That didn't make any sense. You understand why they wanted you to delete them because you were angry at them for asking you.
0: No, 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 no. I was just angry at them generally.
1: So I think, like, no one's ever asked me to, uh, one person's asked me to delete photos, uh, but on that no one ever has. And I think it's because people know that I'm not vindictive.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think that you would do anything negative with them, but I also, like, that makes me feel exposed in a way that I don't necessarily feel comfortable with.
1: Are you asking me to delete them?
0: I'm not sure. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's this weird power play.
1: I'm not trying to do a power play.
0: No, I know you're not trying to do it. You're just like... Let's have a conversation about this, but it's weird.
1: I don't know why it's weird. Like, I really want to understand this, but no one can ever put things into words, and I just end up so frustrated.
0: I'm telling you, it makes me feel uncomfortable and exposed.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's not a reason.
0: Why is that not a reason?
1: Because the moment you say, I don't want you to have these photos, delete them. I will delete them. And then I'm like, but why? And you're like, oh, because I don't want you to have them, so I want you to delete them. And I'm like, that doesn't, like... I don't know why it makes you feel exposed.
0: Like, the idea of you being like, oh, here's my pile of, like, naked photos. Oh, there's SJ, she's naked. Like, I'm like, I don't necessarily want you to view me in that way.
1: As a naked person? Yeah. How come?
0: Because our relationship has changed.
1: But, like, even if I didn't have the photos, I would still have the memories. Why is it different?
0: Well, I mean, I can't do anything about your memories.
1: But you would if you could? You'd ask me to delete them? Uh...
0: (laughs) I mean, that's not a helpful question because that's like not possible.
1: But if it was possible, you would ask. You would say, hey, now that we've finished dating, I do not want you to have those memories. No. Because in a sense, that's what the photos are. Like they're just memories of things that happened.
0: Yeah, but they're memory. they're, They're not just memories. They're also like aid to memories as well.
1: So really, when you're asking me to delete the photos, you're saying, I don't want you to remember certain things about our relationship as well. I'm not, I'm not trying to lead you down a path. I genuinely am just asking these questions.
0: Yeah, I suppose I don't want you to think of me like that. Maybe.
1: I can understand why you would not want me to think of you like that. Do you think it's fair to ask someone not to think of you like that?
0: I mean, I can't ask you not... I can't ask say, like, I don't want you to think that I'm great. And I don't want you to think that I'm sexy. Because I am both of those things in (laughs) in spades. Um,
1: (laughs) You You understand what I'm asking though, yeah?
0: Yeah. I suppose it comes with this thing, right? Of like when you, the intent with which you create those photos. Is gone. No, I just mean as in like, it's funny because when we, often when I've been in situations where I've taken photos like that with partners or whatever, there's often a lack of an explicit conversation around you know what gets done with those photos
1: who owns the film rights if they get adapted
0: yeah (laughs) whose intellectual property are they
1: (laughs) who has the trademark on your
0: nipples (laughs) i've definitely been in relationships where we have had really explicit conversations but i've also been in situations where okay so i've been in situations where i've had sexual relationships where we've taken photos and it's been really explicit of like These are how these photos will be managed at any point. Like, these photos can be deleted, blah, 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 blah. Right, Yeah. But I've also had a lot of relationships where... Particularly, I would say, the more serious relationships? I don't know. The more kind of, like, mainstream couple type... more long-term
1: relationships? Yeah,
0: I'm just trying to think of... The more
1: real relationships.
0: (laughs) I don't feel like I'm being very eloquent about this because... I would never consider that someone that I'm still friends with would question me on if I asked them to delete my photos.
1: Are you you trying to emotionally blackmail me? Is that what's happening here?
0: No, I'm I'm just saying.
1: Okay, (laughs) because what you said there was, I'm I'm having trouble with this because I didn't think anyone would ever do that to me.
0: I mean, that is what I'm saying, but just (laughs) not with that sinister tone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's how you do it, isn't it? Without the sinister <laughs> tone. So you seem like a good guy. I'm on to you. I'm on to you, Eastley.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I would have never thought that, particularly someone that I'm still friends with, would be like, why do I I'm, have to do that?
1: I'm not doing it to be a dick. I'm asking the question because it's an interesting philosophical question.
0: You keep thinking, I'm not saying that. Okay, I mean, cool. I'm implying that. But...
1: You are really heavily <laughs> implying that, yeah.
0: No, I, no, I'm just saying I've never thought about it.
1: Okay, so what you're saying is, this is a question I've never thought about, not, I never thought I'd have to think about this, Peter.
0: Yeah, okay, I mean, cool. both of those things.
1: <laughs> as long as we're clear, I'm more than happy. So my understanding of it, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Sure. It seems to me that there's basically three factors when you ask someone to delete naked photos of yourself. Firstly, there is this idea that they might get out, which is totally valid. And I fully support that as a reason. Like, you could say, Peter, I don't care how secure your thing is. Leaks happen. Now that we've mentioned this on the podcast, people know that they're there. Someone will hack in and find them. Like, that would be a really good reason. That's not what you're saying, but that would be a good reason.
0: Well, now that, you're saved, now that you've said that.
1: No, it's, it's unhackable. I don't want to go into details as to why, because then someone <laughs> will like... Accept the challenge, but it's not a risk. Okay. The second, I think, and this is probably the biggest one for most people, is just that it feels gross to them. And then the third, I think, actually is that idea that I touched upon of I don't want you to have clear memories of that moment in my life because I'm no longer in that same place, and it's not fair that you can revisit it. Um, I think those are the three factors.
0: There's also this other thing, right, which is that you... If you have those pictures, it means you can have the intimate experience of someone else's nakedness without all of the kind of intimacy that goes around that. Does that make sense? Yeah. As in like...
1: But the same is true of love letters. And no one ever says, I need you to burn all the love letters.
0: Yeah, and it's funny. I suppose this comes down to like what kind of exposure is vulnerable, you know, or is like too uncomfortable. It's funny because if someone read my love letters of which have i written love letters i'm sure i have not to me i would feel like <laughs> didn't i write love i'm sure i wrote you some really nice
1: emails mm. <laughs> you wrote me some like very matter of fact emails like peter don't forget to pay rent this month
0: <laughs> that does not sound like me because you were in charge of paying rent
1: that's yeah, that's true <laughs> <laughs> I wrote you one love letter and you were like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to bother with doing that again.
0: <laughs> really? Can we read it?
1: Yeah. Do you want me to find it? Yeah. It was a semi-funny love letter, but it was really like deeply intently meant to be. It was me expressing my true feelings.
0: But there's this thing, right, of like, it's being vulnerable in different ways. So when you're vulnerable in a love letter way.
1: Oh, I found it.
0: <laughs> what is it? What do I have to type in?
1: Okay, I'll forward it to you and you read it.
0: Okay. Forward it to me.
1: Forward it to honoreasley at gmail.com.
0: If you want to send me an email, by the way.
1: Like, it's on the front page of our website.
0: <laughs> Just letting people know. Just letting people know. Keeping keeping people involved. Oh, I remember this. So, this is a love letter. <clears throat> love email that was sent. Should I read the whole thing? It's kind of long. Eh, it's probably be okay. Um, we'll see how we go. Uh, that was sent in June 2012. Subject T.
1: So we've been together for about nine months at that point. We've been living together for seven months. We moved in really quickly.
0: Yeah. Yep. Everyone said that was a stupid idea. I still think it was a good idea.
1: It was the correct decision.
0: (laughs) I don't feel like there is correct, but okay.
1: There is, and we made it.
0: (laughs) Alrighty. It says, Hey, SJ. I was thinking about buying an urn earlier. Oh my god, this is going to make me cry. Just wait. I'm going to get a tissue in preparation. Fuck it. Just getting the whole box. I haven't read any of these kind of emails from us. Okay. So it says, Hey, SJ, I was thinking about buying an urn earlier, and it made me wonder if there was anyone in the world who loves tea more than I love tea. Oh, God.
1: Are you crying about how much I love tea? Because <laughs> I really love tea, and I'm sorry that affects you emotionally. <laughs> I'm actually not sure why you're crying. Uh, you're crying a lot, and it's certainly interesting. <laughs> because so far, all you've read is the fact that I love tea.
0: Yeah, but I know what you say.
1: Okay, carry on. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. See, I really love tea. I'm probably not going to be able to read all of this. I just realized.
1: Okay. Suck it up and get the whole email. Done. Go from <laughs> go from the start. You're not allowed to say anything except for the words of the email. You're allowed to stop and cry. But you have to like pick right up where you where you ended. That's the, the rules of this game. That's why they call it the crying game. This
0: is a cruel, cruel game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, SJ. I was thinking about buying an urn earlier and it made me wonder if there was anyone in the world who loves tea more than I love tea. See I really love tea. Tea cheers me up when I'm down, it warms me when I'm cold. I love waking up to a cup of tea and if I could I'd go to sleep with a cup of tea every night. I love the look of tea, the taste of tea, the smell of tea in a strange way. I even love the sound of tea. Tea makes me happy and I love introducing it to new people. I love the feeling that tea gives me and I want to share that joy by bringing tea to others. (laughs) I plan on spending the rest of my life drinking tea and I get sad when I can't have it for any reason. I really love tea. (laughs) You sound like a salesman. (laughs) But when I was trying to work out how, and therefore anyone, could love tea any more than I currently love tea... I realise a few things. I love tea, conditionally. If there's no milk or sugar, I won't even bother. It's rare, but there are times, sometimes even days at a time, when I'm not in the mood for tea. And I don't want tea to change. I'm happy with tea as it is, and if you offer me tea that is different, I'd rather stay with the tea the way that I have it. And I'm sure that there are people out there who want to dedicate their life to tea, but not me. I don't want to work with tea or study tea, I'm happy for tea to be in the background for the rest of my days, something that I enjoy but don't have to put effort into. So it's definitely possible, hard though it is to believe, for someone to love tea more than I love tea. Oh fuck you. Um, but this got me thinking and it made me realize that while it's not true for tea.
1: You are crying so much more than I expected. My intent was not to make you cry a lot. I did not expect this to have this kind of emotional reaction. I'm very happy that you are, but it wasn't my
0: intent. (laughs) Uh, fuck you. Okay, I feel like I've read half of it and you no, can no, read the second half. <laughs> Why do I have to read it? I deleted it. <laughs> you did not delete it.
1: <laughs> you know me, I always delete stuff after I break up with someone.
0: <laughs> but if this, were like a, if this were a movie, it would be in your voice.
1: But if this was a podcast, it would be so much better <laughs> if you finished the email.
0: You could ask me if I'm Okay.
1: You are correct. <laughs>
0: okay. But this got me thinking and it made me realise that while it's not true for T, it's true for you. Oh, fuck you. Um... Oh, I see what you've done here. <laughs> Very clever with your writing... <laughs> I feel like this is emotionally manipulative to use your talented writing skills. Oh, fuck you. Okay. It says, I love you. You cheer me up when I'm down. You warm me when I'm cold. I love... Fuck you.
1: (laughs) For the record, listeners, I did not say fuck you at any point in (laughs) this email. That is not verbatim. That is ad-libbed by S.J. on the reread.
0: Um, I love waking up to you every morning and I love going to to bed with you each night. I love your look. You're cute and pretty and silly and fun. That is different to tea. Um, And I love the taste (laughs) of your mouth and your smell and how you sound when you're talking or singing or just making silly noises. I'm looking forward to introducing you to all the important people in my life because you give me joy and I want to share how amazing you are with others.
1: Cry louder, SJ. The microphone isn't getting it.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, I plan on spending the rest of my life with you and I get sad when you're not around. But more than that, I love you unconditionally. If you were to lose your voice, or your face, or God forbid, your mind, I would still love you. I love you exactly how you are. (laughs) But I'm also excited to see you grow and change and to grow and change with you. And I know that it's just gonna make me love you more. There are no times that I don't wanna be with you, not for seconds, not for minutes, not for hours, and certainly not for days. And most importantly, I want to dedicate the rest of my life to you. I want you to be one of my big four forever, Uh, (laughs) which is a reference no one will get. Um, I want to work with you, and unless they listen to the podcast a lot. <laughs> I want to work with you and learn with you and always have you in the foreground of my life. I want to work hard on us, on being with you and loving you and our relationship, and I don't ever want it to stop. It's not possible for anyone to love you more any more than I do. You are the best thing that's happened to me, and I get excited every minute of every day just because you're around and in my life. I was in the kitchen thinking this, and so I thought I'd write it all down and send it to you. I suppose this is a love letter, the first I've ever written. I just wanted you to know how I feel and how much I love you. I love you more than tea. All my love, Peter. You okay? You are a cruel, cruel man. Why? <sighs> I've seen, seen this email before.
1: Yeah, I sent it to you.
0: <laughs> I
1: didn't just write this it for myself. It sounds
0: familiar. <laughs> I think I've read this before.
1: I think I dated someone called Peter once. I recollection of it.
0: No, I mean, I think that I've seen this email since we broke up. And I haven't read it through because... <sighs>
1: It's like it's like a naked photo of your ex, N-
0: no, see this is this is different, right? first of all, it's a very well written letter, so thank you
1: thank you <laughs>
0: if even if it is vulnerable, it is well crafted.
1: you have a really good body,
0: yeah, but I mean that's part of it. I don't feel that way about my own body.
1: they were really well taken photos, I took them really nicely,
0: yeah, but I don't trust your. I don't trust your opinion on that.
1: I'm kidding. I want to hear your thoughts on the letter. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm intrigued.
0: You're right. This is the podcast where you just ask me questions.
1: Right now, I have literally no idea what you're thinking, and I'm so curious. I love you.
0: I think that reading it just makes me feel like that was. It just makes me feel like that was something really special, and I'm not sure whether I'm going to ha- have that again.
1: I know what you mean. I've I've been thinking a lot about that.
0: And whether it's like, is that just like an age thing? Or... You know how, okay, so the podcast we just put up, which will, when this comes out, be like four episodes ago was about, we were talking about you living on the streets and and there's a moment where you, you say that that experience of living on the streets combined with the fact that you got a job as a salesman shortly thereafter has kind of like permanently diminished your ability to enjoy the company of others. Yeah. And so this is like this thing of like looking into...
1: After you're burned, you don't want to touch the flame again.
0: Well, it's like looking into a time warp, you know. And then just being like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Thank you for reading that. I know that was hard. I was really surprised by your reaction just then, because when I sent you this, you were like, eh.
0: Was I really? Like
1: when I first sent this to you, yeah, when, you, when we were dating, like, look, read, read out your reply.
0: I can't see my reply.
1: That's correct.
0: <laughs> I didn't reply?
1: You never replied. About a week later, I brought it up and you're like, oh yeah, that was nice. And I was just like, I put my heart into that email. And that's why I never wrote another love letter.
0: Yeah, wow. I don't, like, I don't totally trust your memory of it, but I trust it more than mine.
1: I could be totally wrong. But like, you reading that out loud just then, I was not expecting you to have an emotional reaction because in my mind, that email is a bit, eh, because you didn't care at the times. So I didn't expect you to care now.
0: Yeah, I mean that does make that does make some sense.
1: It sounds way better when you read it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh really? Why? Is it cuz the tears they cover up all the shitty writing?
1: <laughs> That's what it is. They uh, <laughs> they, lubri- they lubricate the shitty writing so it slides right <laughs> through. Slides into people's ears.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I s- obviously I was totally wrong about many things in that email.
0: Like what?
1: I don't drink tea anymore.
0: What? Yeah,
1: I don't drink tea anymore. Since when? About a year ago.
0: How come you've never told me this? Wait a minute, do you also not love me anymore? Unconditionally? You don't want me in your life every second?
1: That is definitely not a thing that I want anymore. But I do very passionately still want to share you with the world. And that's why I want to do this podcast. Like, I think you're an amazing teabag of a human. And I want to steep you in everyone's water.
0: Whether they want to be steeped or not.
1: That's going to be all from us this week. Uh, Unless you want some closure, SJ.
0: (sighs) I want so much closure that life will never, ever satiate me.
1: Yeah. I don't think I'll ever love anyone the way that I loved you.
0: That's funny because in the very first episode of this podcast, you said that...
1: I think I've loved someone more than I've loved you, but I don't think I'll ever love anyone the way that I loved you.
0: I'm not sure that that makes sense to me. So. I don't know what you mean.
1: (laughs) I'm trying to work out a non-stupid metaphor.
0: Oh, can I have a stupid one there?
1: Okay, so you're pushing a car.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Sounds hard.
1: You're pushing it as hard as you can. And then a few days later, you're pushing a different car slightly down a hill. Uh Uh-huh. One of them, you're pushing as hard as you can. And the other one you're pushing in a different way.
0: Am I the easy car or the hard car?
1: Doesn't matter. I was just saying that the the difference between doing something a certain way uniquely and doing something as hard as you can uniquely. I think I've loved someone more intensely than I loved you, but I will never love anyone the way that I love you.
0: What's the way? What was the way?
1: I didn't hold anything back. I was in it 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's, I think that's part of it. I feel the same way.
1: And I made a lot of promises that looking back now, I'm like, those were not reasonable. But at the time, I totally believed them. And I made you believe them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I suppose that's what I mean by that thing of getting older and experience. And yeah, I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't go into a relationship the same way.
1: Do you remember one day you walked into the bedroom that we used to share? And I, I don't think I was crying, just because I very rarely cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. I'm just not particularly wired to cry.
0: Do you mean good at it?
1: I'm it not good, not at, good
0: it. at crying. Yeah. I'm not. It's true. Like like me. You're very it's good. Semi-professional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you came into the bedroom, and I was just devastated. And you were you were sort of like, "What's wrong?" Uh, I'm paraphrasing. There was a lot more to the conversation than that, but let's just say you came in and said, "What's wrong?" And I had just been reading over my old live journal entries. And I'd found all these live journal entries before I was on the streets and before I was a salesman. Yeah. And I was just like, I was I made friends with everyone. Like, I would jump on the bus and walk off with, like, three strangers' phone numbers who would come to my parties and have a really good time. And, like, I would stay in contact with them. I would stay in contact with everyone. I would enjoy everyone. I would just love everyone. And I wasn't capable of doing that anymore. And you said to me, Peter, that's that's growing up. Like... you you were much more sensitive about it than I'm being in this paraphrasing, but (laughs) you basically went, yeah, like that is partially probably because you're homeless and because you're a salesman, but also that is because you got older and that is just a part of getting older. You lose your youthful exuberance. And so I think you and I had a very passionate and a very intense and a very young love. And we can't have that love again because we're not young anymore. Not that we're old, but you know, We're not that young again. We never will be.
0: Yeah. There's something about... Youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. Of which we still are young people.
1: So yeah, many things have changed in my life since that letter. And at the time, because I was young, I couldn't conceive those things changing.
0: But I think that's a thing of getting older, right? Like, at the moment, I think that's one thing that really holds me back is that i can conceive of everything changing yeah like in a for the worst way
1: that's not gonna happen
0: (laughs) it could how uh (laughs) it's not gonna be a helpful helpful imagining
1: yeah that's true uh (laughs) I, i i don't think everything can change for the worst because you are a better and stronger person and even though it might not feel like that from day to day you are a way stronger person than You ever were when we were dating and you ever were before that and you were a more experienced person and more experience means that you are better at dealing with shit. And again, it might not feel like that, but it is true.
0: I can tell because my bed gets made more often. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And my Tupperware, so my current partner and I, we have this sort of ongoing joke of like the pinnacle of existence being that your Tupperware drawer is organized and... My Tupperware's pretty good.
1: And that's the lesson we should all take home. Do you want me to delete your naked photos?
0: (laughs) I don't even know, man.
1: I would rather not. I would feel sad if I deleted them.
0: Why would you feel sad?
1: It would feel like I was deleting memories of our relationship.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's just the power thing. So I think it's not just that. I think it's like the power thing makes me feel vulnerable, but it's also kind of fucked that it makes me feel vulnerable because... I don't feel like a naked photo of myself should be degrading to my integrity.
1: Do you want a copy of them?
0: Not really, okay, but I think it's just also like my own hang ups about my body.
1: We are definitely gonna get some anti Peter emails from this, and yeah, please do send in your thoughts like I don't mind if they hate me. I ask these questions because I want to learn stuff, so if you're listening to this and you're like Peter, it's really obvious. Don't just write it down in a notebook. Email it. Uh, being honest with my ex at gmail.com comes to me, and then I forward the necessary emails to SJ. But uh, tell me your thoughts. Like, this is the thing that I really want to hear people's thoughts on because I don't understand it and I would like to. Also, if you think I have naked photos of you and you'd like me to delete them, email me and I will do that. <laughs> I played a bit of devil's advocate early in this podcast, and it's really going to come across to me being like, I'm not going to delete them. Why should I? Whereas what I meant was like, why should I?
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I appreciate that. That's why when you were saying that, I was like, oh no.
1: <laughs> As always, you can discuss the podcast on SJ's Facebook page, facebook.com slash H-O-N-O-R-E-A-S-T-L-Y because we want to hear your thoughts. And you can find us at beinghonestwithmyex.com. Being I always say your ex when I'm talking to the audience in the show. And we have a great Twitter account, at Sign Honest With My Ex. It's full of links that we send each other. It has a link to the newsletter each week. This week's outro is from Stephanie Anderton.
0: Oh, wow. What a cool name. That's not being sarcastic. I just really expected it to say Anderson.
1: You're just building up to be mean.
0: No, I've I've stopped doing that now.
1: Maybe it and is. I've typoed the file, but I think it's Stephanie Anderton.
0: Thanks for listening to Being Honest With My Ex. If you've enjoyed the podcast, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave a review, and tell your friends. Peter is my favourite son.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you everyone for Thanks, listening.
0: Thanks, Stephanie.
1: And thank you, SJ, for being the cup of tea that we wish we all had.
0: I thought you were going to say, like, very raw and emotionally honest. But tea is good.
1: I would probably be happy if you weren't as raw. Uh, <laughs>
0: what do you mean?
1: I struggle with it. You, you know this.
0: With people being emotional. No,
1: just being raw. What
0: do you like? What do you mean by raw?
1: What did you mean by raw?
0: Well, I'm just making sure we meant the same thing.
1: Right. So, what did you know? What did you mean? You i meant I meant like
0: agree. vulnerable and honest.
1: Uh, I meant unable to express the emotions in words.
0: Okay. See, we meant different things. <laughs> we
1: did. Goodbye. Bye bye. Hey, so this is like 10 minutes after we finished that last podcast. Uh, SJ and I both had a little break. and We've come back. Uh, I am sorry if that was cruel. I didn't mean to be cruel.
0: No, I get why I, yeah. It's the kind of thing that I like doing. But many of the things that I like doing are so painful. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, cathartic almost.
0: Yeah, so much of what I do is kind of cathartic so it's partly painful
1: and i realized that i didn't say something on the podcast which is about being honest so i wanted to say it now which is uh the reason i got you to read it out instead of me is because i thought it would sound wanky if i read out my own words and it would be cool if like we got the other person to and then you had a huge emotional reaction and i felt like a dick being like so i just didn't want to sound bad but that was why i got you to read it (laughs) because i didn't want to sound bad i wasn't i wasn't trying to make you read stuff that would make you cry i did not expect that at all
0: sure that makes sense
1: and i didn't say that when we were recording 10 minutes ago because i was like what a dicky thing but you know this podcast is about being honest so i wanted to tell you the honest true the honest true true
0: cool yeah that's cool i appreciate that what did you want to say oh i was just gonna say that i'm sorry that i didn't appreciate that more at the time i mean i think that this happens in all relationships particularly when you look at them retrospectively. But you don't know but what you
1: got till it's gone?
0: I was going to say, I think that the I... The you paradise?
1: For...
0: Oh, shut <laughs> up. So you go. Oh, no, it's all right. It's just completely negated everything I said. Nah. <laughs> Be like, no, no, no. I was going to say, I think I took you for granted, but now I realize that that wasn't <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, it was super weird listening to you read that email. Why? Because I was just like, you can't promise those things. You don't even drink tea anymore. Yeah. And then you got to the bit about, like, loving you and growing with you. And I was like, I sort of, like, not in the same way, obviously, but I do love you more now than I did then.
0: I was actually thinking that at the same time. I was like, okay, this is painful because, obviously this didn't work out the way we wanted to, but I was also like, but I still feel like a bunch of this is still true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously not all, you know, does that make yep. sense?
1: When you when you were crying and I was like, I don't know why you're crying. My thought was that you're crying because I was just so wrong about everything.
0: <laughs> you are so funny.
1: Thank you. I, I try really hard to be funny.
0: <laughs> no, I just mean your brain, like it just works in such a different way to mine. That's not, that's I wouldn't go like, oh, she must be crying because none of this worked out.
1: (laughs) I think that's a fairly reasonable thought.
0: Yeah, I suppose it does make some sense. But I'm me, so I have complete insight into my own. That is
1: definitely not true.
0: (laughs) But yeah, no, I was still like, I was like, yeah, but like a bunch of this is still true in a way.
1: Anyway, this has been the little bonus track on podcast number 21.
0: Wait, on. Do you agree? Are you agreeing with me? Do you think that some of it is still true? Yeah, I
1: explicitly said that.
0: Okay, I was just making sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good. So That's great. Thank you for listening to our bonus track.
0: Thanks.